Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. said the uh, key this week is having fun. Were you guys losing some fun? Is it is it hard to have fun when you don't get results? You know, um, a lot of close losses definitely uh, plays a toll on you mentally. Um, so we're kind of getting uptight, overthinking a lot of things. And his message of us going out having fun is just playing a game that we all know how to play. You know, so. How much pressure is it on the two of you guys to lead these guys through this, you know, through a Pac-12 season, you know, going on the road, going into the hotels and, you know, just all of it. Um, I mean, I guess um, from the outside looking in, it would seem like a whole lot of pressure, but we don't see it that way. We know what we have on this team and um, we're a young team. So with that being said, uh, we just need experience as a team together, you know, and there's a whole lot of season left. so. We don't really see it as too much pressure because we know what we still can do moving forward. You see the young guys, are they coming to you with questions? Are they trying to, maybe trying to figure this out? Yeah, mm, questions, you know, that's pretty much all we're there for because we've been there before. So, you know, it actually shows a lot about the young guys who are willing to ask questions, to, you know, be in the know and get a little bit more experience about something they've never had to endure before, so. Yeah. How have you seen this group respond since the latest road trip? And is it getting harder to kind of bounce back um, after a loss? I mean, I would never say it's hard to bounce back after a loss if you put the work in for it, you know. Um, but something that that could be challenging is uh, keeping a level, keeping a level head, and being um, positive moving forward. And that's what we try to that's what we try to install in all of our minds. Um, Composure and always keeping a positive mind moving forward. <laughs> was uh, the Colorado game kind of kind of the bottom as far as emotions go? It seemed like everybody was really upset on and the entire team, coaching staff, over that basketball game. Um, not really. I mean, that's probably the first game we lost by double digits. So that's one of the games we can really attribute to something actually not going not going well, you know, because, you know, a lot of fluke stuff happens in our loss, like, you know, not necessarily fluke stuff, but, you know, last minute shots and stuff like that. That's the first game where, like, we were really beat, but uh, compounded with all the other small losses that we feel like we should have had, we felt like that, you know, we kind of just gave one away, really. So um, the Colorado loss was um, a learning experience. It was probably the, one of our better learning experiences that in Tennessee that we have had, you know, this whole season. So. Uh, it's never a happy thing when you lose, but it's definitely a learning experience. So, what are the lessons learned? 
Um, it's easy for doubt to creep in when losses start to accumulate a little bit and, you know, things aren't going well, but we just got to learn to trust in each other and trust in our staff and coaches and people around us and try to block out all the outside noise to just focus on our goals that we have in front of us. Did you notice at all? Was there a, did some stuff creep in where it was people were losing sight of the team and taking, you know, because Klopp talked about guys maybe trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Did you, you guys see that at all? Not necessarily. I mean, you know, we're all competitors. We all want to win. So if we see us going down, we all know what we have in terms of ability. So we just try to, you know, just force the issue a little bit. But no one ever does it coming from a selfish point or a selfish standpoint or anything like that. It's just all of our guys here just want to win. And when things aren't going well, you're going to do what you know how to do in order to win. So sometimes you can get caught up in that. And that's where the trust thing comes back into being able to trust in just our coaching staff, trusting your other players, and just being able to weather the storm. Hey, just how have you two guys really dealt with this adversity? Which is really the first time since you guys have been here that you've really faced some adversity. Do you internalize it? Do you call somebody? Do you talk to each other? Just how have you personally dealt with it? Um, no, I don't. We don't think any of those things are really healthy. You know, um, any problems or uh, anything you have to get off your chest, you hit the team directly, you know, and uh, talk to the young players, talk to the coaches. You know, it takes a team effort, players and coaches together to um, overcome something like this. So, you know, that's how we deal with the situations, basically. Yeah, you know, there's definitely nice where we talk to each other, just mainly like just trying to figure out game plan because, you know, when things aren't going right, you're going to try and see why aren't they, you know, and we're both good basketball minds, you know, I've been close friends for years now. So whether that be confining each other, confining in our teammates or just having conversations with coaches, um, the lines of communication are the most important. Is there anything from the past two years that you can sort of lean on? Because there, there really, I'm trying to think back in the past two seasons, there really hasn't been tough times. My freshman year, the start, you know, tough times can be, like, even though we were winning, um, Tough times can be described in many different ways, you know, whether it just be, you know, sometimes you just win off natural talent and that, that happens from time to time. And that's how kind of how it was when we first got here. We weren't really molded as a team, really gelled yet. And then my sophomore year is when we actually did gel, which, you know, led us to make a, the NCAA tournament. So um, it's just finding our own success within our team. That's really my hope. Couple more guys. Is this, is this game coming a good time for you guys, knowing that whether it was Dom's game winner or you guys winning down there in Tucson, this, the good feeling against Arizona, is that, does that work in your favor when you guys are trying to find an answer and, and knowing that you've had some success against Arizona? I mean, um, we've had success against literally every team in the Pac-12, so I wouldn't say that. I do believe that um, we look forward to every game, uh, just like we didn't lose the last game, you know, even if we uh, – even that's even if that's not what happens the next game, but we um, look forward to each game because we know there's a lot of season left and there's a lot of things that we can still accomplish and do with what we have left in this season. So you know, I wouldn't say that Arizona thing is um, true. Yeah, we're looking at each opponent now, same way we look at the last one. You know, just getting a win. Pop was usually animating itself as he was leaving. He's fired up. Looks like he's making a conscious effort to be as positive as possible. How, how much? How important is that for you guys right now? And how much do you guys feed off that? Yeah, he is, you know, our, our unspoken leader. Is our um, leader of the team. So we, you know, we fall in line with, you know, how he's feeling sometimes. You know, so being positive 
is what this situation calls for, you know, because as I said earlier, you know, it's easy for doubt to creep in. It's easy for people to get down. It's easy for us to just give in. And, you know, positivity definitely contribute to um, our success moving forward, you know, because we don't plan to keep, you know, keep any type of losing streak alive. That's never that's not the DNA of anybody on our team. So him keeping open to positivity and just trying to lift everyone's spirits is definitely going to go a long way. And, you know, we definitely know that he's making a confident effort to do so. So. So what has what has happened with your group since we last saw you on uh, Saturday? Uh, I had a couple practices, film, same thing. Um, focus has been have fun, get better, not the end of the world. We just got to focus. How can we get better every day? You know, um, nothing else matters. Uh, it's the only thing in our control. We just got to stay positive. We got to stay together. And most important thing, have fun. They, they, that you guys are close to that breakthrough and so what things have you seen to like give you that reason for I, I do I do I do I you know what I we, we just go back and, and you know you look at these games and you have five or six games when you're leading really really good teams in double digits with five minutes to go or six minutes to go so you know it's there uh, we make some young you know mistakes miss some foul shots those things happen in games um, but we're there and I think the most important thing is that our team knows that they're good our team knows that we have enough talent to win. Uh, we just have to execute better. We got to play better in stretches. And so that's all we can focus on. And uh, the last couple of days, we've really worked offensively on moving the ball, sharing the ball, getting a little bit more pop. Um, and uh, but the most important thing is you got to you got to be you got to be happy. Uh, you got to be positive. You got to be confident and you got to do it together. And that's what we've been focusing on. You've talked about a lot about needing leadership yeah. uh, in these times. Have you seen the upperclassmen maybe starting to take those roles on? You know, I, I wish they were more vocal. You wish any kid was more vocal, right? But at the end of the day, they are who they are, and they've, you know, just, you know, everybody's a leader in the sense of how they approach practice and how they approach bringing in their mindset and a positive energy and and uh, those types of things. I think the guys have been terrific. I think they've been a, a resilient group. I think they've played exceptionally hard. I don't know if we've played exceptionally smart. That's where we've got to get better and we've got to teach better uh, as coaches. Um, and, but for the most part, I'm really proud of how they've, how they've come out and they fought. And, uh, um, you know, some of it has been delayed, but they fought. You know, they've, they've played hard enough to win. We just have to play better to win. Were you getting a sense the guys were losing sight of having fun? You mentioned that. I don't think time. so. I think any time that you go through adversity, it can be what? You know, we're in the social media world and, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, you know, you, you just you've got to stay focused. Um, I see it with my 18, 15 and 12 year old. You know, how do you keep them focused? How do you keep them um, moving in the right direction? And uh, but I just think it's human nature, to be honest with you. And that's the one thing I know the coaches in our messaging is, is having fun. That's the most important thing. This game is meant to be fun, not to be stressed, not to have pressure. You play your best when you're loose, you're sharing, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're hugging, you're loving. Those are the, those are the things that we're trying to have here at University of Washington and we're trying to bring every day. What kind of things, I guess, do you do in practice to keep things loose and keep things fun? Keep them short. <laughs> you know, 
it goes back to the Allen Iverson practice, you know, uh, you know, but you know, it, it, listen, we, we go in there, we do our work. Uh, practice has been shortened. We're, we're pretty specific. I mean, we're not going to reinvent the wheel tomorrow. A lot of this thing is, is we have a great system. Uh, our system has worked. We put ourselves in positions to win, uh, but you've got to be fresh. You got to have good energy and uh, you got to be happy. Uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, you do that, you're going to play at your best. And that's what our job is to play, get them to play at their best. At this point in the season, how can you squeeze more out of this offense? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, Percy, uh, Utah, what did we shoot from the three? What were, we, what were we 11 for 22? What were we from the field? 50 for, you know, like, uh, how many threes did we make against Colorado? I mean, we turned it over 20 times, but we, we, you know, we've been getting shots and making shots. We've made enough shots to win. Um, you know, um, you, you just got to be, you know, it's all about like efficiency. So, you know, uh, instead of 20 turnovers, you want to play aggressive. We're going to make mistakes. But 12, now that's eight extra shots. Uh, those are huge. Uh, you know, we've been focused on rebounding. You know, if they're out rebounding us by six, that's six extra possessions. So now you're talking four. You're not, you're not winning too many games when you're negative 15, 16 possessions in a game uh, with teams. And so. Um, those are areas uh, with youth that's hard, but it's one of those things where these guys are getting better. And if, if they've got the great attitude and they're willing to learn which they've been, you know, we're going to keep getting better. And uh, this thing, as you know, you know, teams have started not so hot and then ended up hot. You know, you look at Oregon last year, you look at where they were and they ended up doing what? Winning, going to the Sweet 16 and almost beating Virginia. Uh, there's a lot of season left, one game at a time, but... Uh, we just got to focus on getting better. What happened with Jaden's reaction then to Saturday when nine minutes and then not starting? Yeah, you know, Jaden's really been hampered after he had his ankle injury. I mean, after that, uh, you know, he didn't practice for, uh, you know, until the next game. And I, and I probably, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have played him without him, having him practice. You know, I, you know, it, it's, it's probably my bad. And so instead of having it 100% healed before we went to Utah and that, it's kind of still that hampering. And then, you know, Jaden gets a little frustrated. You know, he's frustrated at his play. You know, his ankle, he can't move. He's not doing those things. And so, um, you know, that's, that's part of it. And, and I think when some kinds get frustrated, I felt like in the Colorado game that everybody tried, they, they were trying too hard. Does that make sense? Everybody tried to do something. Uh, you know, you all tried to write the same article the same way in the same time, and and that can never work. And so uh, I thought they were playing hard. They were just, everybody's just trying too hard. We got to be poised with the youth. We got to move the ball. The ball finds the open man. We got to do our jobs defensively, and everything's going to be okay. Um, so I know that's the long answer, but. Is it a sprain, or do you need to do more? No, it was more. It was more of a sprain. But if you know, it goes back to uh, Percy. Everybody's different. Like some people have played with injuries before. Some guys haven't. He had never had a, an injury that he had played with an ankle, and so you know, um, I had it once, and I that's I I hurt my ankle really bad my right side when I was in the CBA, and one of the reasons why I ended up losing my career, even though it was probably the worst career in in, in semi pro basketball, was what happens is you start you know, compensating. And so I ended up developing really bad tendonitis in my left knee. I had to have surgery, you know, like all those different things. And so, you know, I, I wish I did a better job managing it where he was just wanted to help us win and wanted to play in the, in the Oregon game. Mike, uh, you, you played a lot of guys in Colorado, yeah. shuffling them right and left. Is that going to be the case going out? No. Uh, I think the biggest thing is more uh, 
more consistency with the lineup is going to be a big thing. I think after the quad A loss, you know, we're just trying to figure things out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we've come to grips with the coaching staff like this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to move forward. This is how we're going to play it and uh, coach these guys up. Um, and uh, this is what we think our best opportunity to win these guys are. And let's go forward and do our best. Do you think you found something in that Rick Vaughn and I'm sorry. No, that's what I was just going to say. After the Colorado game, you mentioned without naming names that maybe there was a lack of focus on team. Yeah. More guys. Well, that's, I, I, on the trying too hard. I think my thing, I th but that's where I, you know, after, I think after watching it, I feel like all these kids really are committed to winning. I think the biggest thing is it goes back to we have to do a lot of teaching. I think there was a couple shots that we we shot that those guys, it wasn't like they were saying, okay, I'm going to just do it myself, but feeling like I've got to make something happen. Does that make sense? And so that message, everybody took it like I was making it to Jaden because he only played nine minutes. I was making it to the group. It was, it, it was universal. Everybody was just playing really, really hard, uh, but also not playing together. And that's what we have to do. We have to trust the system. We have to trust each other. And if we can do that, uh, which we've been working on, we'll, we'll, we'll be a better team. Do you think you found something in uh, Raekwon, and can you see him starting going forward? You know what? Raekwon is a starting caliber player. I don't know if I'm going to start him. Uh, Raekwon is a guy that gives us a different element. You know, he gives you something pretty dynamic and special. He has the ability to change a game like this. You know, you're in a game, and all, next thing you know, you got one, three, two, three, three threes, and three possessions. And if you get three stops, you're up nine. I mean, he has that ability. He's got that confidence. But he's also young, so he will, he'll he'll take a shot here or there or break down defensively. But this kid's got a future like no other. Um, he's going to help us win this year. And um, a guy I think is going to be one of the best two guards to ever play here. How was Isaiah handled all this? Like Isaiah, you know, I mean. I mean, you've, you know, I don't, I don't, I, no offense to you guys. I don't read any media. I don't listen to Twitter. I don't do my wife will come over and go, honey, did you hear, <laughs> you hear what Isaiah said? Did you see? He's just, you know, it's, you know, there's, it's like when you do the Kobe thing, like everybody's talking about, you know, not once in the last couple of days have you heard anything about him as the type of player he is because we all know what type of player he is. It's all the impact that he's made in people's lives and the type of person that he is. And that's what makes Isaiah, Isaiah. He does what he does. He tries to win. He tries to be a great teammate. He tries to lead. He does the right thing every day. Yeah, that's, that's like to be around him. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I was, someone asked me, are you taking his DNA? I'm going to go and I'm going to rub up to him every day, every day. And just, you know, he's, he's special, special kid, special player, special person. We asked him at the beginning of the year whether or not he could go immediately into like a leadership role yeah. because, yeah. like you said, he just goes with his routine. But, but do you feel like over time, guys have kind of understood that that's the kind of leadership you want? There's no question about it. And 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 again, it's you know, you know, unfortunately, we're only going to have him for a year. Uh, but I think his impact will be lasting. Uh, I told, I said that from the beginning um, of who we want to be as a program. Uh, who you want to be, you know, as a role model for your son or your daughter or the people that are going into every game. Um, he's just, he's a difference maker. What's your key against Arizona and Marley? I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we know this. Our key has been our defense. You know, we got to be great defensively. We have to be great defensively. And now with that, 
we've defended the three-point line a little bit better. Eric Colorado got hot. Um, we've got to rebound better off that. You know, that's that's where we've we've got to improve. Um, but if we can do that, um, I think offensively, you know, we obviously got Isaiah down there. Uh, we're getting better better ball movement. I think when we get better ball movement, we'll we'll shoot better, which our percentages haven't been that bad. Um, but uh, the key is, is going to be moving forward in every game. The defense gives us a chance to be in the game. Uh, it was instant success when you got here yeah. and you know, right to the yeah. tournament the next year. And it's the first time you've kind of been battled. Um, yeah. what, what are you learning about yourself as a coach and being in that situation? Every guy, I've, I've learned, you know, I've learned to, you know, we tell the kids about poise. You know, poise is a big factor. And uh, you learn a lot about yourself more when you go through adversity. And as a player and growing up, I've always had adversity. I was never the so-and-so. So I kind of, I love, to be honest with you, I love the underdog role. Uh, you know, and so for me, just learning that it's about the kids. It's not about the coaching staff. It's all we can focus on. How do we make them better? How do we make them better leaders? How do we make them better uh, people off the court. And I really believe that if, if you can focus culturally on those types of things, being consistent, being more disciplined, having better practice habits, eating better, all these things that the score will take care of itself. And sometimes it's so easy to try to look at that end rather than looking at that process and focusing on that process every day. And for me, that's, that's, I've always felt that way, but sometimes you can get lost in a different direction. So for me, it's that, it's the process of why did I get into coaching? I got into coaching because I loved making guys better. And I loved putting together a guy, a group of guys that they say can't do it and you can do it. And so I think in perspective, like you go through this thing, it's sometimes, you know, you get tested, but it's really the a sign of your true character of, of what's going to come out when you're tested. So I don't think, you know, winning's not going to teach me anything, but I've learned a, a whole hell of a lot. And I'm, you know, hopefully we can turn it and that's what we're, we're focused on doing it, but it's going to be turned the way I just talked about, about focusing on the why, why we coach, why do we do this? And, uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, there any standout Kobe stories from your interactions with him with USA Basketball? I was just sharing uh, uh, with a friend. I had coached in 2010. I did USA Basketball my first time. And so that was Kevin Durant's coming out party, uh, Westbrook first year, you know. And so became very close with those guys. And so I was on the 2012 uh, staff and we were in Washington, D.C. And so I knew, obviously, Carmelo because I coached him. And then we had a, a group of, of, of newer guys. I didn't know Chris Paul. I didn't know LeBron. I didn't know um, uh, Kobe. And so after practice uh, that day, uh, Kevin says to me, hop, let's go get shots. And so he brings LeBron. So we go over, and Kevin has this routine that we would do in Turkey. So he do this you know, do his shots, do his shots, do his shots, his mid-post stuff. And it was funny because over on the other court was it was Kobe Westbrook and they were shooting around. And so it gets done and I walk over to the other side of the court. I'm done. You know, practice is over. And I'm like, and I get a tap on the back of my shoulder. And I look and it's Kobe Bryant. And he says, uh, you want to do some of that mid-post stuff that you were doing down there with those guys? And I was like, I felt like I just met Eddie Vedder, right? I kind of like, like kind of speechless, like... And I go, all right. So he goes to the elbow, and I pass him the ball, and he does his patented jab series shot. And I don't know him, so I don't know. Like I'm, 
you know, you don't work them out. You take them through their workout. So I get the ball and I do it and he goes, and he shoots again. He goes, like with a serious look, he goes, are you going to play any defense? I said, you want me to play defense? He goes, I want you to play defense. So I get him the ball and now I'm in him and he's going like this and he's, and I'm hitting him on the elbow, like on the arm. And then Russell's over on the side, like get in him, hop. He's like, get in him. And, and he starts talking and he's like, don't you watch YouTube? You know, like I'm the great, like we're going back and forth. And I'm like, he said something. I said, like, did you, you know, like, didn't you, don't you watch YouTube on the so-and-so? And I said, you know, don't you know I was the best Caucasian defender in the history of the Big East? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like this game of like, you know, having fun, like you're in the playground, you know, and he's doing it. And I'm watching this guy his focus on his footwork and working on something and his competitive nature and his everything. And then he got to the mid over here and he started doing the patented like two dribble baseline fadeaway. And so I'm watching his footwork and how he's working and it's precise. It's, the media was trying to, he had media that he wouldn't stop. There was like, Kobe, you gotta go. He's like, no, no, and we're going and it's full sweat. They were trying to, they would, he wouldn't leave. We were there for an hour and a half. People were filming it. People were talking. And we were done. And he, he said, thank you. I said, thank you so much. I said, can you do me a favor? Is there any way I can introduce you to my son? And my son Griff was on the other end. And then we, we just pulled out the picture because it's kind of emotional when you see it, you know. And I said, uh, Griff, come here, come here. I said, Kobe, can you take a picture? And he said, oh, sh come here, come here, Griff. And he took a picture with him and it's now going to be a treasure, right? But... Um, you know, and then later, um, his agent I was friendly with, and he had helped me in a few situations. And so I didn't know him great, but that was my, I always say it was the greatest moment of my life in basketball because you're with a legend. You're working with somebody, and you're getting to see him in his art. You know, I got to see Picasso do what for an hour and a half, and that was pretty special. And so, um, um, but seeing the type of person he was and the impact he made is pretty special. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.